Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. The most complicated of professions. And yet here we are, once again, Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk, a Mandalorian podcast, April 1st, coming at you live from here in Bantha Milk headquarters with a huge show. Rob. Huge show. Eric, are you ready? This show, if there's ever a show of ours to listen to, this is the show. Yeah. This will be the biggest show ever. Yeah, we have a we have a huge announcement to make. Uh, you know, we we are a Star Wars podcast, obviously, but when something like this happens in an adjacent uh, genre, we have to jump ship. Uh, yes. I might actually reconsider uh, the whole topic of our podcast going forward, honestly, because I mean, Mandalorian, Mandalorian at this point. But uh, wow. you know, we, listen. Oh no, listen. It's a big day for me. I grew up. How come I we'll talk dropped about out? It. We'll talk about it. Um, what happened, Mister Spear? Oh, it looks like Mr. Spear is having some uh, internet issues over there. I hope we get him back, Eric. But we do have <laughs> Eric here. Eric, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Nick? I'm just great. Eric, friend of the podcast, uh, and maybe th- my new co-host, considering uh, Rob is having some trouble getting his act together over there. Yeah, um, we didn't hear issues until much later last time I was on. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's this is this is how it goes in 2021, you know, but it's, it's a big hmm. day, and we want to get this news out there. Hopefully, Mr. Spear rejoins us. Um, hold tight there, everybody. We are waiting. Uh, Avengers hockey calls him a rookie. Avengers hockey is a heckler comes on here and yells at Rob all the time, but I get it. I really do. Um, I think Mr. Spear is to, I dropped out. <laughs> he just left. Completely. All right. What a guy that, that Rob, here he is. Hey, that was really weird. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? It's so very good to have you back, Rob. Uh, Eric and I were just talking about the contract for him to replace you. Uh, hey, you know what? He he didn't drop out, so I, I don't see any reason to keep me around. That's um, true. And the weirdest part about it is I'm plugged into the wired network and everything. Like, I'm not even running on Wi-Fi right now, and it still dropped out. Listen, wow. it, your internet literally can't handle the news we're about to drop. So uh, <laughs> this news I think, is so big. <laughs> I think we got to get into our drink and we got to get into our social media so we can drop this news. Rob, drop some knowledge on us. What is? Where can people get a hold oh, of us? That's a great question. I'm glad I guess you I can asked. Tell, I guess I'll tell everybody since you're behind Why don't, in the times here. Here you go. Why don't you tell us where we can get it? Let's not Rob do that. Oh, my crossed. goodness. Oh, no. I am here. Let's try this. Now, Nick, tell us where they can find us. Hey, if you're interested in more Star Wars info, want to chat, or even want to send us some Star Wars drink recipes, please be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Bantha Milk Podcast, Twitter at Bantha Milk. You can email us at Bantha Milk Podcast at gmail.com or even check out our website, Bantha Milk Podcast.com. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast over at the Ears Up Network. Our friends over up, over at Ears Up help us a whole lot, so give them and their many shows a listen. Their shows include Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, The Supreme Resort, and Scraping the Vault. Also be sure to check out their Patreon at patreon.com slash ears with a Z up. For as little as $2 a month, you can help support our show. Any donations sent their way directly help us here at Bantha Milk Podcast and comes with great perks. So please check them out today. Check them out. Indeed. We do have a friend of ours from the ears up network. Eric is here with us. Thank you for joining us, Eric. 
Hey, thanks for having me. This is pretty stellar. Um, I, I can't wait. Yeah, wait, man. So, I, ahead, I just Brian. wanted to say real fast, it's very important that we have Eric here because not only is Eric part of the Ears Up Network, but all this news that we're about to drop, Eric was actually on the set the first time that this show that we're about to talk about uh, was filmed. He was He was the assistant to the key grip during wow. the first filming of this. So he has a lot of inside knowledge and he definitely has even more knowledge about what's going to happen in the second version of said movie that we're about Rob, to talk about. Rob, you're being so coy. You're being you're being such a tease, my friend. Raise your bantha milk, yeah. gentlemen. Oh Raise okay. your bantha milk on high. We've got Tonewood. Is that what I see? Tonewood? Tonewood, which is a... Tonewood. Yes, it's a local New Jersey small brewery here, and this is the Fuego, because this show is on fire! Yes, indeed. So I have the Fuego. Eric, uh, what are you drinking? Drink. What do you got? I've got a Manhattan here, um, but uh, it, since I know uh, one of your sponsors is uh, 21st Amendment, I do have a, a sparkle, sparkled, sparkling tropical ale in case oh I finish this. Oh, nice. And you just may. Rob's got it. There it is. Got there Rob is. had to pop that. And I have to just take a sip of my customary Bantha Milk, my bourbon, while I talk about the big news of the day. The reason that you are all here. Drop the deuce of news says, uh, I really can't. This this one person, S-C-O-X-O-C-S, has been in our socks. I'm going to call you socks from now on because it's socks. So told me to drop the deuce of news. And here we will go. Uh, and I am going to exclusively report that according to Totally Real News Today, Spaceballs 2, the search for more money is currently in development. As a joint venture between Netflix, Disney Plus, and Outback Steakhouse, according to inside sources, Mel Brooks has had this script finished since the beginning of 2008, but he did not want to begin production until, and I quote, Pizza the Hut out Pizza the Hut. Now, it is just huge news here for us huge. Uh, in, in oh, the, yeah. the Bantha Man. Milkosphere. Um, yes. So uh, I know I want to make sure we're all mentally prepared to get into some discussion on this because I grew up with Spaceballs as a child. It was literally my favorite movie. I watched that more. I've certainly watched Spaceballs more times than I've watched any of the Star <laughs> Wars movies. And that's just the truth. I think uh, I could quote. I could probably say the whole thing line by line um, <laughs> as well. I've seen it so many times. And as I so coyly tried to announce earlier, excuse me. Eric was actually there when they filmed the first one. So uh, yeah. assistant to the key grip, not the assistant key that's, grip. Well, that's, no, that's exactly. a very key distinction from <laughs> there what I understand. a big difference there. Yes. <laughs> so Eric was there on the set. So he has a whole bunch of great inside knowledge that he can, he can tell us as well, which we're looking very forward to hearing some of those uh, inside little key grip uh, snippets that you could share with us. Gotcha. Uh, Whenever you're ready, whenever you hear or something pops into your head, any memory that you have, just throw it out there and just let us know what, 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 uh, you know, when we did this and we did that and blah, blah, blah. And who actually came up with some of the ideas would be amazing. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to throw out there, oh, it's all wow. you. That's why we have you here, Eric, for you to. Eric's just... our insider, our insider, oh, insider. in the industry. I've got a couple news. It's, it's been a flurry of news all day, really, uh, with regard to, uh, this, this bombshell, really. Um, the, the casting is still kind of up in the air from what I understand. There's been a, some swirlings. Um, there has been one really interesting one that I just wanted to throw out there. Um, because as we know, unfortunately, uh, the late great John Candy, uh, cannot obviously reprise his role. Um, now I did find, 
in a surprise casting announcement, Christian Bale has been confirmed uh, in filling the shoes of the late John Candy. Okay. Uh, as his own best friend, the lovable Mog Barf. Uh, he was asked about the challenge preparing for the role, and uh, he said the hardest part so far has been growing the tail. So I understand. Um, yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, Christian Bale's been so known for drastically changing his body, uh, really dependent on what's going on for the role. So I, I think that's a pretty interesting enough. choice, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to well, judge. I'm not in the industry. Well, there, there has been some pictures of Christian Bale recently, uh, where he has looked a little bit heftier than he has been in the okay. past. Interesting. So, now that we know why, now we can see why he's he's uh, willing to put on an extra 85, 90 pounds uh, to, for this role. So that's awesome that he, he decided to do that. So I'm very impressed with his his dedication it's to brave. his art. It is it's brave, br- yes. It's really, it really is brave. Uh, and I am a performer, and I understand this physical toll it can take on your body. So good yes. for him. It's good for Chris. Yeah, right? What's that? It's worth it in the end. It's the practical effects that make that, that exactly make it all so great. It's not full of CGI. It's yeah. Uh, oh yeah. All, all practical. That oh, yeah, said, but... um, Pizza the Hut. Little known. Little known fact. Um, Pizza the Hut in the original. The original uh, film was a hologram. Oh. And that's why he'll be back this time. They have a lot of Don DeLuise footage. Just okay. right there, just waiting. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That is that is interesting because I assumed they might use some deep fake technology uh, for Barf, uh, which it doesn't look like. But so uh, now, now, what are some of the casting now that I think about it that are going to need that deep fake technology? Because there have been quite a few who have passed away. Uh, Dom DeLuise being obviously one of them. Yeah, Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Yeah, we're going to need some. Yeah, uh, some for deep Dot fake. Matrix. Yeah, Dot Matrix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben Patton is gone. Or, or King Roland. Oh, King yes. Roland to Lone King Star. Roland. Yes, man. Um, well, I mean, is, technology today. I don't, I don't put it past anybody. What about Jim J. Bullock? Is he still around? He the I, Sleeping Prince. Uh, yes, oh, is that who that was? <laughs> yeah, that was that was Jim J. Bullock. Was Jim Bullock the, is still alive? <laughs> was he actually a name? I don't know. I was very young in the eighties. He was. Yes, he was. A, he was a name in the eighties. He was. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 had his own. Uh, he was in a sitcom during that time and stuff. Yeah, he was he was very uh very out there. And now I did hear rumors that he was going to be the next villain. Uh, he was going to be teaming up with Lone Star and uh, what's the Princess of Druidia? What's what was her name? The uh, the one Princess that he Vespa. married at the end, Princess Vespa. Princess yeah. Vespa and Lone Star's son and him are going to be the new like villains in this kind of like, like Kylo like Ren Solo and... sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. interesting. All yeah. right. I kind of like that. So maybe like he'll have dark helmets, like, like kind of decre- decrepit shell of a, cause it got blown off. And obviously the people right, on the eighth planet probably dented it right. up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, really Rick Moranis. They really does open up a lot of doors uh, for a lot. And Rick Moranis did just get beat up in the streets recently. Right. Yes, he sure so, did. So, so he probably has so a couple dents. Yeah. So, but uh, now uh, Avengers hockey brings up an interesting lore bit that uh, hmm. Pizza the Hut ate himself to death. Right. So oh, it, that's that's fine. I, I mean, the, the, I I don't know the exact story beats that are going to bring him back, but I mean, uh, I mean, it could it could be you know let's let's think about the Emperor, right? Maybe he he transferred his essence into another. Doughy like substance. Clone, yeah. 
yeah, maybe right. he'll come back stronger than ever as uh, Stromboli the Hut. And and he did. <laughs> well, you did see, you know, a lot of the food was falling off of his face as he was standing there talking and stuff. So they could have taken some of that the, scene without wanting some pizza, of the, by the way. cheese and the pizza falling off of him and grew that into cloned it. And that's how they bring back the new Pizza the Hut. It will be the clone of him by the little bit of food that fell off of him. It's very interesting how much they were falling. He was falling apart. I mean, he could have been a poor quality clone at that time. Exactly. And the just gotten better. Yes. Well, yeah. And now what they need is a dyad in the Schwartz in order to, <laughs> to return him to his full power. Man, there is so honest to God, they have so much to pull from. Oh yeah, they it's totally gonna be a, so it's gonna be to a great from. movie. I I do have another news story I just wanted to bring to light because uh, obviously with a big uh, uh, expansive universe like this, there's gonna be some interesting stuff that comes out of it. Now, uh, Lil Lil Nas X, rapper Lil Nas X, has been in the news recently. Uh, he's actually facing some backlash over Spaceballs too. Um, in response to his involvement uh, with the announcement, um, because parents around the world were stunned when the hip hop star released a line of rollerblades that contained a sample of real raspberry jam, real raspberry jam in them. And, and when confronted about this new f- f- uh, line of inline skating equipment, the rapper responded, "Only one man would have dare given y'all the raspberry." That's you know? true. Wow. Yeah, some hard words, and he seems Some-oh. really unapologetic about it. He sure does. That's, and I don't blame him because I mean, if you're gonna jam somebody's radar, make sure you use the Raspberry Jam and then put that right into the rollerblades as well. So it makes perfect sense to me. But don't you think he realizes that, like, his primary audience is largely children? That's okay. Shouldn't he think about the fact, like, what what sort of a message is this sending? That you can rollerblade and have jam at the same I'm sorry, time. I'm, I'm I'm trying to use my Tucker Carlson eyebrows. What kind of message is this sending? What kind of message is this sending? <laughs> anyway, it's just just really interesting bit of news coming out because it's really an all expansive thing. Uh, from what I understand, this isn't just a movie, right? They're 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 launching an entire space balls averse. Uh, there is, yes. Rob so, has some coverage on a really ooh, interesting right. facet of all of this. Yes. Yeah, so Universal. Um, uh, let me get all of my notes here. Sorry Rob about is that. Del- dil- diligent note note taker. Yes. So Universal Studios, uh, not to be outdone by Star Wars Land Galaxy's Edge in Disney, they have 20 acres set aside behind the Men in Black ride that they're setting up uh, a $500 million expansion with a $100 million roof that they're planning on building. Uh Wait, wait, wait. So five hundred million dollars and a hundred million dollar roof. Yes. So is that so on the, top of the five hundred million dollars? Yes. So the five hundred oh, wow. million dollars is for, is for all the rides, but then they're going to build a roof over top of it, uh, made out of uh, two inch acrylic plastic. It's going to be a complete dome that covers the whole land, with a hole in the middle that will retract and open up, and sitting on top of this uh, acrylic dome is. Uh, Mega Maid. She will wow. be all the way up there. This structure alone is going to be the second tallest structure in all of America. So wow. are you saying that we can actually like upping the realism over their Harry Potter stuff and the and all the Nintendo land that they're building they're actually going to give us the ability to experience asphyxiation inside <laughs> a, a giant... Massive on a massive yes. scale. Wow. That's and that yeah. is immersion. And uh, twice a day the maid moves over the hole 
and in the morning she's on suck and she starts sucking the air out. So when you're standing in there, you can feel the air going up above you as it's being sucked out. (laughs) And then in the afternoon, she turns it, they flip the switch and then she will start blowing the wind back down on you. So she will, she will start blowing it back down. Well, so I can't wait to see trees coming back down. Mm-hmm. That's going to be incredible. Yes. It's going to, it's going to be unbelievable. So Can that's you tell us a little more about, about the park. Yes. Let me tell you more about the park. So I, I found very rough original sketches of the park that, that somebody drew. So they drew this, this is what they drew to turn in to the uh to the parks commission and into uh orlando city council uh of what they expect their park to look like okay so they expect to have this all done by their movie release date of april 5th 2022 uh that's going to employ yes it's going to uh it's going to employ 1200 more employees okay uh it's going to replace the Epic Universe. Did you hear about Epic Universe land that they were going to build? Oh, so they're scrapping that whole project. Wow. It's it's completely okay. scrapped, and they're replacing it with this uh, because they, they stopped working on it because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And then in the meantime, they completely erased it and started going with this. Um, so with that being said, I found some articles. In an article in the Orlando Sentinel, they said this was going to be the single best thing to happen to Orlando since Shaq was drafted to the Magic in 1992. And, I mean, we all know how big Shaq is. Shaq is very big. So big. I'm an LSU alumni. Shaq's huge. Yeah, so he's huge. Um, Comcast, literally. He's a, he's a literally he is a very big yeah. guy. He's like seven feet tall and like 400 pounds, yes. Uh, Comcast Chief Financial Officer Mike Cavanaugh said he was very excited for this new park to open and he expected he expected it should be bring in three times as many guests to the Universal theme parks as they had in 2020. Um, I mean, that, how how tough can that really be, though? <laughs> I mean, 2020 but, wasn't exactly a banner year for for amusement parks, for the, but you know what? A good point. Shoot for the moon. Shoot for the moon. Uh, Rick Schnee, a local resident, said when he found out the, that this park was coming, the first thing that he did was buy the premier annual pass, even though this park won't open for another year. He's like, I'm going now. I got it now. And then another local resident, Josh Slavitt, said that he immediately put in his application to audition to be Mog, the most lovable character in the series. Universal said they will employ 25 different cast members to play Mog, you know, because they have different times and days. And Are we saying barf like the Mog? Is that what we're saying? Yes, barf the Mog. Yes, he's, he's, he's auditioning to be, to be barf. Uh, he said he was born to play this role. And you can see his YouTube clips at Josh the Mog uh, is his YouTube channel where he, he uh, dresses up like, like uh, Barf, and he acts like him and stuff like that. And I've seen a bunch of them, and he's really funny. All right. I like um, it. I guess they couldn't yeah. get Christian Bale to run around the, uh, the amusement park. No, they could not. So, But real quick, I want to go through some of the rides and uh, everything that they have. Give me some of the attractions. I really want to know how yeah. I can experience the, the, the Space balls averse in person. So when you go into the entrance, it says above the entrance, Space Balls the, the Land. Okay, and it says "Welcome to Druidia." So you're thinking that you're going into the planet Druidia. Uh, when you first enter, there's Spaceballs, the gift shop, where mm. they're going to sell all of their their swag. Ooh. You know, Spaceballs, the TV shirt, or Spaceballs, the toilet paper, Spaceballs, right? The, the toilet paper. Spaceballs, the T-shirt. That's what I was trying to say. Right. Spaceballs, um, the flamethrower. Spaceballs, the flamethrower will be sold, hope. but it but it will be it's a bubble gun. Spaceballs, the oh, flamethrower. Okay. 
will be a bubble gun. Yes, that's um, really lame. Mm, I'm it not is, gonna lie, I'm a little disappointed. Does it light up? But but we don't. It get does a real, light up. We don't get a real lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge either. So. We do not. You can't like actually slice somebody's arms off at Galaxy's Edge. So, but yes, not the, yet. The, anyway. the flame, not yet. No, uh, yogurt, frozen yogurt. Uh, you know, with this. Okay, you okay. can meet yogurts right next to that. There's a lot of meet and greets in here. Merchandising. Uh, merchant. Yes. On the other side is Lone Star's Steakhouse. Okay. Um, they tried. There was a restaurant uh, that went defunct. I think Nick said in 2017. Yeah, not called, too long ago. Lone Star Steakhouse. Yeah. Lone Star Steakhouse. Yes. They tried to get that name, but they they couldn't get that actual name, so they just put an apostrophe s at the end of it. it belongs and to Lone Star. Lone, now it's it's Lone Steakhouse. Star Steakhouse. Yeah. It's wow, actually it's actually just like a grill inside of Winnebago. Probably. I don't know. I have, it'd be pretty cool though. Can you go into right. Winnebago? Like, are we able to actually yes. going to be able to ride the Winnebago? So right out front of the Winnebago, you will be able to meet Lone Star. Uh, okay. There was there's going to be a full size Winnebago out front, and then there's the Ludicrous Speed the Ride right behind it, where oh, you will wow. be piloting the Winnebago and flying on, hopefully getting all the way to Ludicrous Speed, which will turn plaid. So wow, yeah, the, you're uh, going to plaid. That's that's got to be the high score. Yeah, so not every time you ride it. Every time you ride it, it's going to be different. You have to make sure that you program everything the right way. And if you program it the right way, it will turn plaid inside. Um, behind it is going to be Spaceballs the Roller Coaster, which I have some facts about Spaceballs the Roller Coaster if you want to hear them. I definitely uh, do. Spaceballs the Roller Coaster will show you what it feels like to be Spaceballs. On this deeply intensive 50 mile per hour juggernaut that is definitely not for the timid. Show your strength and bravery as you take on Spaceball's criminal element. You're about to fight crime suspended from an overhead track with your feet just dangling free in the air, following a 10 story lift to the top of the world. Brace yourself for a full 360 degree loop right off the bat. You're a galaxy superhero. It, uh, you don't need to warm up. After escaping that obstacle, now there's a fully inverted roll, then a second loop waiting for you about 10 seconds later. Next, you'll be pounded by a double set of wingovers and corkscrew descents with enough G-force to plaster you to your seat. How you do a whopping four... How, how do a whopping four G sound? Four Gs? Because Four Gs, because Four that's what you'll be taking right about now. My wife's phone all, is five G. That's that's almost five yeah. G. That's amazing. Five G. <laughs> oh God, I I got five G injected into my arm. I think there he probably oh, no. did, because uh, that's what you'll be talking about right now. All in all, you'll face a mind warping five inversions. Watch the ground under your dangling feet whip around as the city below flops over and over through a tightly packed series of gravity-defying twists that will grind you into submission, just like the criminals of Spaceballs. So that is their description of what the roller coaster is. It sounds very intense. Um, grinded into submission is not grinded into necessarily wow. love at the end of a ride, but you know, I'm yes. usually more of a teacups kind of guy. Oh well, luckily. There's the Lord Helmet sit and spin, so oh, you can oh, wow, and just like the teacups, how lucky for us, Lord <laughs> Helmet sit and spin. Uh, on the other side of the of the park, there will be the uh, Druidia Castle. It's going to be a dark ride, okay. Oh. So not really sure, but maybe you know something like a uh, uh, haunted mansion type thing, Ooh. like a haunted Druidia's Castle. Uh, 
For the kids, don't worry. There's the Dot Matrix mini roller coaster. Okay. Mm. Uh, in the back left-hand corner, there's Gus's Galaxy Grill, which if you're a true uh, Spaceballs fan, you know that's from the very end of it when they're all sitting in the diner. The name of it is Gus's Galaxy Grill. So they're don't bringing order, that in. Don't order the special. <laughs> don't order the special. Don't do it. But there will be a lot of movie props back in that show uh, or back in that um, uh, restaurant. restaurant. Yes. Uh, because Florida is so hot, uh, there is a uh, giant uh, uh, fire hydrant with water that like sprays out of it, uh, which okay. is the uh, barf's, barf's fun zone. So if you want to cool down a little bit, you can run through that because, you know, he's he's a mog. He likes what dogs like so he likes the fire hydrant so there's a little of that and then last but not least and this is the one that could be the most exciting one ever yogurt's temple it's going to be a slow log flume ride um with a whole bunch of uh little druids uh hold on i'm trying to find darn it uh in all different scenes and the whole time they're playing this song the whole time. Okay. The whole time. Yes. Can you just put this in repeat for the rest of the podcast? Wouldn't that be amazing? It would. If we could, we'd lose it everyone. We'd lose we everyone would. we have. So wow, so, there's a lot of stuff to to digest out of that. It just sounds. I mean, I see now we're we're forced with the choice of do we go to Harry Potter world? Do we go to Galaxy's Edge? Do we go to Spaceballsverse or or Spaceballs the park? Right. Spaceballs the park. Yes. Spaceballs um, the theme park. Right. So, yes. So that is very exciting news. I, I And uh, some people have even taken pictures. If you go into the old interweb, they started building the dome already. There's just, you know, an eight foot uh, privacy fence. But behind it, you can see the the, cl the glass dome being built. Uh, it's actually being built by the guys who were on that aquarium TV show on Animal Planet. I don't know if you guys ever saw it or not. But uh, those guys, ATF Aquariums, are the ones that are actually building this $100 million roof. So it's going to be wow. pretty amazing. Yes. It's amazing, man. So, a, lot of, a lot of crazy stuff. I do want to just shift back because we do have some, some chatter going on out there. Um, I, I understand, Eric, you did have some, some like intel on some of the direction uh, going into Spaceballs <laughs> to the, the search for more money. Spaceballs, the smartphone, is... Uh, in the chat, somebody wrote that about the 5G. They're coming out with the Spaceballs. The <laughs> I love it. I love it. Prepaid. Yeah. Only, only Spaceballs would have Spaceballs. I love it. That's great. <laughs> uh, well, yes, yes. With my, uh, my extensive uh, history within the industry. Yes. Um, I, I got to grip do... it, man. Right, right. I'm not quite um, entirely I, I... sure what a grip does, but I'm sure you do. Well, as the assistant to the grip. Yes. One would. The, the key grip. I know plenty. Um, not but, just uh, any old grip. The, the key no. grip, yeah. But we're yeah. not here to talk about the, about gripping. We're here to talk about space balls. You're right. Um, Correct. Continue. And what what came out uh, just in con you know in conjunction with this giant announcement was a little bit of a little bit of detail about the actual you know, crew making this film. We have uh, confirmation that the one, the only. Mel Brooks will be involved with the pro yeah, of course, of course. We all know. I Mel would. Brooks I mean, I would. I would be so very upset otherwise. Right. Yes. Yeah, but I. You know, it is weird because as I, you know, I'm, I'm young comparatively speaking. But as I'm going, I'm like, man, Mel Brooks is getting pretty old. He's got to get going on this pretty soon, right? Yeah. Like, right. 
he, there have been rumors for years that he's been working on it, but what really pushed him over the edge, he said in, a, in an interview recently, is his old pal, George Lucas, who has been hired on as the official director of the film. Wow. And because Mel, the, Mel's having a little trouble with the script. He, 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 hasn't been, uh, he hasn't been writing as much lately. He's not in tune with what the young people say when they're in love. So he hired the best dialogue man he knows, George Lucas, to complete the the love scene dialogue. Uh, the, apparently, there are some new characters that we're going to work in. Um, I'm sure that we can further explore the the love story of Lone Star and Princess Vespa. Uh, we we've got a lot of you know fertile ground here, but we really need the best uh, sure. when it comes. To so, so we're kind of in the wild speculation part of this part of this, which is why I love the the kind of uh, transition you gave us there, Eric. Um, you know, with the inclusion of George Lucas, because I got to say, just say, you know, I when I was the prequels came out, I was like a teenager. You know, uh, late '90s, early 2000s. I was in, you know, the the prime of of my uh, hormonal change, right? So the romance scenes really stuck out to me as a kid. You know, you think about, oh. uh, you know. Uh, Anakin and Natalie Portman's character, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Amidala, uh, for whatever reason, my, my, I'm on my second glass of Bantha Milk, by the way. It's just, it's first day of spring break for Mr. Spear and I here, so here we go. Oh, all right. Um, but, you know, it really reminds me of my budding romance as a child and how I thought about sand that's rough and coarse and it gets everywhere. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, I just think uh, it's, it's a smart choice. Um, but what do you, I mean, you, you gotta think about, like, is there going to be a time jump, right? Because if we think there's going to be a time jump, we got to le- think about where it left us off, right? Because it left, uh, left us off with Lone Star, the prince, right? He was a prince. We found out at the end of the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Marrying uh, the princess of Druidia. Now, we know, uh, at, you know, unfortunately, King Roland has passed at this point. So we can only assume that Lone Star is now king of Druidia. Uh, and how is that going to affect the relationship that he has with Princess Vespa? Because there's got to be a real power struggle there. Yeah, I'm. I think the first thing that he would have done was change the combination on the uh, on the roof, <laughs> <laughs> because it was a very difficult combination to start with. I think it was uh, one, that two, three, perfect. four, five, six. You, you know, you are. I mean. If, if he had any brains at all, that would definitely be number one priority. Yes, that's the that's the number one priority is making. He changed sure it to that password. <laughs> he digitized it and changed it to password. I love it. Uh, so that's that's got to be the first thing that happens. Um, after that, I mean, you got to. So think- our friend Socks in the chat does mention they must have kids, and we did talk earlier about yeah. the rumors of. Uh, a possible Ben Solo-like relationship. And again, uh, Mel Brooks kind of has his thumb on the pulse that is parody of film, right? So I'm sure he's yeah. been watching not only Star Wars, because you know, we are a Star Wars uh, podcast, but that's not all that's represented in Spaceballs, right? We've had Godzilla vs. Kong come out recently, which is ripe for, uh, for some uh, parody. I mean, you could also bet that he might kind of whirl in some some marvel stuff because marvel started going into the science fiction with the inclusion of different galaxies and stuff so we might see some parody of marvel going on in the mel brooks universe which i'm pretty excited for yes i agree um he he said he in 87 when he when he made this that he that's when i was born by the way there you go 
the uh i might have seen it in the theater actually um <laughs> he uh that he needed to parody space uh movies because he had already parodied westerns and then he had already parodied ha- uh, horror movies so the next thing for him obviously would be to start parodying you know superhero movies so why not incorporate some superheroes into star wars and really mix it all up and and combine it all together so if there's ever a movie for him to do it, it would have to be Spaceballs too. So maybe there's this a uh, sick love triangle between you know Lone Star, uh, Princess Vespa, and then maybe some space superhero comes in and steals Vespa away. That I'd would like be I'd like to think that if the social lessons of uh, the 21st century have taught us anything, we'll see the, a little more inclusion of the LGBT. Uh, plus community, as well as others, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Spaceballs was a product of its time. I would like to see Spaceballs too. a search for more money. Baby yogurt. A product of ours time <laughs> as well. Baby yogurt. We yes. definitely need a baby Socks. yogurt. They, Socks I mean, in the chat said we need Mel, a baby yogurt. Mel, Gib- Mel Gibson, I said. Mel, Mel Brooks Gibson. is leaving money on the table if he does not come out with a baby yogurt he sometime in the next four to eight minutes. Yep. <laughs> it has to happen it has anyway, to happen so i think that's i mean it was a flurry of news today i do want to just go ahead and talk a little bit about the predecessor to this amazing space balls to the search for more money which is space balls uh i've got a list of just some of the uh most ludicrous moments from space balls and maybe we can talk about them think about maybe where they might lead us uh with space balls too right so uh i do just want to start with uh number uh, we're gonna start with number nine because why not beyond warp speed so we got to start with ludicrous speed right uh, they're, they're clearly leaning in, into this. This is one of the most beloved, uh, jokes from the entire series, the ludicrous speed. Uh, we know we've got conf- confirmation that, uh, we're getting some ludicrous speed going on in, uh, space balls, uh, the theme park, right? So the ludicrous speed scene, I mean, going to plaid, I never understood that as a kid. I, I didn't know what plaid <laughs> was when I was five or seven years old watching this movie. And that's one of the beautiful things about being a, a, a older millennial watching Spaceballs is because every time you watch it, you find another thing that you were like, Oh, I didn't get that as a kid. <laughs> right. It's just a beautiful thing. Um, but um, we, go ahead, Rob. Oh, I was going to say uh, the millennium Falcon from star Wars can actually be seen in the original Spaceballs movie. Uh, it makes a cameo appearance at the very end in the exterior shot of the space diner. It can be spotted parked there among the other space vehicles. George Lucas, who is going to be writing all of the love scenes for the next movie, got a chance to read the screenplay before production began and loved it so much that he decided to have a special effects company, Industrial Light and Magic, help make the movie. So uh. he had a tie into the first one. And now Mel Brooks went back to him, as Eric reported to us, and will be having a bigger role in the second one here. Because, you know, who who not to think of when you think of love scenes, George Lucas is the master of love scenes. So mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. So I just no. wanted to throw that out there when you're doing your facts. Nick, go ahead. Listen, man, I, I love it all. Um, now, I don't want to I don't want to get ahead of myself. Right. Because. It's still early in, in, in the filming process, right? But I do have some word that we might... You mentioned this this love triangle. 
there is some scuttlebutt on the internet that they are going to be injecting a third into this love triangle between um, Lone Star and Princess Vespa. There's no word yet on the character itself, um, but there is word on uh, a a rumored actress to be involved in this love uh, triangle, and that is Sofia Coppola. Uh, right there is there is definite possibility that Sofia Coppola will be involved uh, in the love scenes that George Lucas uh, decides to write for us. So, again, uh, Sofia Coppola, obviously one of the greats of love scenes uh, in cinematic history. Um, yes. So, again, big news coming out of out of Hollywood today. Huge um, news. I don't, I don't know if Eric, if 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 you had gotten any inside grip information on that, but. Godfather it, 3 is obviously among the, the greatest of cinematic triumphs in our time. Well, true. I, I mean, and being being the third in a, a series, uh, it really, I mean, that there's that little, like, three synergy going on as well. Sure. I hadn't heard that fact, actually. That, and that now was, you have. <laughs> right, right. But in, in today's changing Blago space balls-a-sphere, uh, you know, like I said, I try not to get it. Rob and I make great strives on this con- on this podcast to not be another one of those clickbaity uh, podcasts that throws every rumor out there without any sort of, you know, uh, we're right. hard hitting news. Uh, mm-hmm. We do lots of research. Here, yep. Um, and and at the end of the day, uh, live long and prosper. Anyway, uh, we're moving on to number eight uh, in our most ludicrous moments, uh, which was obviously the hello, my baby scene. Uh, right now, I I'm a huge proponent of nerd tattoos. I've got a Millennium Falcon on my left arm. I've got uh, the Deathly Hallows on my right. Uh, the guy who does all my ta- tattoos, Doc Doherty, uh, out in uh, New Jersey. Uh, I, I might have to see him sometime soon because recently he had some flash uh, tattoo uh, of the the little alien dude with hello my baby around him, and I might just have to get that because it's just the most perfect tattoo I've ever seen. But uh, the that that scene sticks out in my mind. There are there are two things I think of when I hear that song, and that's Looney Tunes and Spaceballs. Uh, that <laughs> that freaking little frog always freaked me out as a kid, just like this little uh, alien did. Uh, and that is definitely a ludicrous moment. Now, ironically, uh, Eric was telling me off uh, off camera, but he told me that he has that movie prop from when he was on the set. The, oh, actual, the little alien, the little alien guy. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I may have exaggerated. I don't have the alien, but I have the hat. Oh, wow. even better. Very cool. Very, very Just cool. The hat. Um, I mean, it was it. It did come separate because they had to add it on after. after it well, came he has out, to but... hold it, and you do see in that scene. It's great puppetry, by the way. I am always, uh, like we mentioned earlier, a big proponent of the practical effects uh, yes. versus the CGI. And there is a small bit of CGI in Spaceballs, but they made great use of practical effects. Um, and you do see him put that hat on his head after mm-hmm. he pops out, which does beg the question, where did the hat come from? Right. So it's possible mm-hmm. that this little alien is short sensitive and conjured this hat out of nothing. Right. Correct. He could have. And the cane, too. Didn't he have a cane in his other hand? He did have a, a cane. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So but again, I don't want to don my tinfoil hat too much, but yeah, now, so now you couldn't get a, a hold of the cane, Eric. No, no. Uh, one of the other assistants uh, grabbed the, the cane um, wow. and I know it went on eBay for I think. It sold recently for about a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! I still have the hat in a heavily guarded vault in Zurich. Okay, 
It's a good place for it because right. if it was just in your house, somebody definitely would break in and, and try to steal it. Because oh, yeah, they, remind- they do all the time. Yeah. Sure. Now, remind, yeah. remind me, that's in, in the science fiction hats and miniatures uh, archive in Zurich, correct? Yes, the, the large collection that I, I own. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. The world Great. famous collection of science. The world, the world famous Eric Johnson collection. Of it also, I, from what I understand, nature. it also has the very tip of ET's finger, the glowing part in it. Um, I recently uh, sold that to pay the electric bill on the vault uh, because it's quite extensive, and also because the tip of the finger didn't really fit with the hat idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, it, it was the only non-hat item that I had. Wow. And okay. Only. Because, um, you know, I, E.T. gave it to me himself. Right. So you so you have you have a quite extensive collection of miniature hats that you have in this uh, from science fiction, from all the movies that you've worked on uh, in Zurich. Locked up right. in this, in this, that's awesome. That's very yeah. awesome. Maybe one of these days you can take us on a tour of all of all of your miniature hats. That would be pretty cool. I'll take you on the corporate jet. Yes, perfect. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So ears up can just send that ears on, up on yes. to uh, to PHL for us. We'll we'll drop in in our limo. Uh, right. Number seven in our list here. Please be kind. Rewind. Right. Uh, the most uh, hallowed breaking of the fourth wall the '80s ever gave us. Uh, our scene with Dark Helmet and uh, Colonel Sanders uh, viewing the movie in real time. Uh, I just want to point out that as I mentioned the fact that these two are viewing the movie in real time, and you can roll back the tape later. Eric and Rob took a simultaneous sip, literally at the same time. They just went <laughs> boom right here. It was beautiful. Couldn't have even set it up better better myself. But again, a pretty brave decision early on in maybe not early on in filmmaking, but the eighties didn't break, you know, I guess we have Ferris Bueller, not too far off from here, breaking the fourth wall. So big fan of the eighties trend of breaking the fourth wall and treating us like we are the moviegoers that we are. So, uh, I have a personal connection to that particular scene. Uh, while Eric was on the set of during that time, uh, my personal connection, when I was going to college in the early nineties, this was, uh, before the internet was anything that it is today. Uh, I was in a uh, TV and film class and we had to do research on different uh, directors and stuff like that. And after watching this movie numerous times already, I knew about this scene. So I wanted to do my research paper on Mel Brooks. So for me to find the research, there you go, of uh, other Mel Brooks movies... I watched Spaceballs and paused it when they got to this scene with all of the video clips because I knew all of the videos that were on the back shelf were all other Mel Brooks movies. So I paused it, looked at the TV, and wrote down all of the other Mel Brooks movies because there was no such thing as IMDb at the time. So in reality, Spaceballs was the original IMDb as well. So, That's true. It was its own archive. Wow. Yes. I, I do I do know that we have some younger folk that watch us and listen to us. I want to make sure you understand the plight. You might hear people talk of, of walking uphill both ways in the snow to school. Um, this is the equivalent of that for, for oh, yes. uh, early adulthood in the 90s, right? And uh, sometimes research is hard, and Rob proved to us that you can get things done even without the internet. So thank you, Rob, for that. That's right, because, I mean, yep, you're not going to the library and looking up Mel Brooks movies. There's no other place to do it. It was that or go to Blockbuster Video, and then you still didn't know What's if you that? got all the Mel Brooks. What's Wait, that? What? Blockbuster? Yeah. 
Oh, see, that's another thing. You got to watch that documentary. That's really good. That's good. Man, I remember block. Isn't there a, a, a the last blockbuster somewhere out there still functioning? There's one in Oregon, Oregon still going right. on. Yes, there was one. Uh, there were three in Alaska and then one in Oregon. And there's a documentary. I don't know which of the streaming services it's on, but there's a documentary about the last blockbuster. And it's a really, really good documentary. So you, you have to watch it. I, uh, I was thoroughly uh, impressed and enjoyed the whole thing. There's a lot of famous celebrities who started out their movie careers by working in a blockbuster. That was the start of their movie careers was just because they were in a blockbuster. I mean, um, you, you figure you need a, a, a job to break you into the film industry. What What is a more accessible job than that? Right. Either working at a movie theater or working at a blockbuster. I would assume videos. that Eric in his eventual, uh, you know, kind of tango to get to his position as assistant to the key grip, he had to have worked at either a Hollywood video or a blockbuster of some sort. Uh, I, I mean, no, Blockbuster came along. It, it actually was a family video, family okay. video, name of the store. And um, that came along after um, I directed uh, Godfather 4. Wow. Um, the search was for more money, I assume. Never, never released. Never released. Straight, Not straight, even on they didn't DVD. Have, they didn't have straight to DVD back then, so. No. That's a bummer. It went yeah. straight to the garbage at that point. They, That's didn't, right. they didn't release it at all. That's a shame. Uh, it was moving. old year. We just burned the film. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you got listen. Some years you got to make it work, right? Uh, Red Mango reviews continuing. Uh, yogurt home shopping, right? And we're gonna get to see some of these, <laughs> uh, some of these uh, items. Hopefully, at the gift uh, Spaceballs, the gift shop, right? We have Spaceballs, the flamethrower, Spaceballs, Spaceballs, the breakfast cereal. Uh, space balls, the toilet paper, space balls, the toilet. If you look in the background, you can see space balls, uh, the plates, right? So, uh, I'm really interested to see the sort of, uh, merchandising we can get out of this, especially since here's an interesting fact, uh, it, that joke had a double meaning as it referenced the stipulation, uh, by George Lucas that the parody could not sell any merchandise. Oh, no way. <laughs> right? So as a stipulation uh, for for this uh, to happen, George Lucas said, you know, merchandising's my thing. You can't go in here. It'll be interesting to see now that George Lucas has joined in with this venture. I mean, if you, if you have the raw cult personality that is Spaceballs with the merchandising prowess that is George Lucas, this could be the biggest merchandising hit Mm -hmm. since those little dinosaurs from Jurassic Park that could actually rip off pieces of each other's skin. Yes. Mm. I mean, I just can't wait for Halloween this year when you have all kinds of kids running around with their Lord helmet, dark helmet, giant helmet Halloween costumes that pop up and go down. It's going to be amazing. So Ben Lone yeah. Star. Ben Lone Star. Yes, the That's son right. Ben Lone Star. That's right. You have more... Uh, more oh boy, do I. Uh, skipping forward because we've got there are just so many things I can catch here. Uh, the stunt doubles. We got to talk the stunt doubles. Uh, that scene may it sticks out to me. It's so <laughs> because I was young when I watched Spaceballs. Right, it, it hit me as so disturbing to see these other <laughs> other things. Right, and again, Princess Vespa was like had long kind of disheveled hair, and I think if I'm looking at this picture correctly, I think the the uh, Stunt double smoking a cigar. I could be wrong. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> yep. And it's um, a guy. It's, it's just it's close enough. But like it really like it messed with my perceptions as a kid. 
Um, but oddly enough, you can see um, during one other scene, because there is a scene where Lone Star does a backflip uh, during his his battle with Dark Helmet later on. And you can see that that is actually uh, their, uh, Lone Star's stunt double. It's the same guy doing that backflip right there, right? So oh, interesting bit of Star Wars <laughs> trivia for you. Um, yeah, all the stunt doubles were really great. Um, yeah, from what they told me, they got paid a lot more than the the uh, the main actors in in the film. But uh, I mean, I was just assistant to the key grip. I I, I was fairly gullible back then. Who yeah, was at least who have was, a seven or eight figure salary on that key grip assistant to the role, right? Oh no, the, no, the assistant to the key grip gets paid in bagels. Oh, I love nice. bagels. Listen, I'm a Jersey guy. You give me bagels and I'm a happy, I'm a happy dude. Who was the nicest person on the set when you were working there? Uh, the hologram of Dom DeLuise. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Most holograms that I have encountered in my life have been remarkably friendly. Yeah. Yes. Surprising amount of, of stock phrases that they had programmed into him. But I, I sat and talked to him all night. There you go. That's nice. Yeah. Very nice. Cool. Uh, I do want to uh, end this most ludicrous Spaceballs moment list with with uh, what, again, RedMangaReviews.com has listed as their number one. And I agree, it's a pretty ludicrous moment. Uh, when we finally get the climactic um, emotional moment of this movie, right? It's, it all builds to that moment where we find out the really deep connection that Dark Helmet has with Lone Star. Um, when we find out that uh, he is his father's brother's nephew's com- cousin's former roommate. Um, Correct, and I don't think any of us really saw that coming uh, no. when when the movie started. Uh, they, if you rewatch it now, again, it's been out for what thirty years or so now. Um, mm-hmm. If you rewatch it, Mel Brooks definitely left some breadcrumbs in there, and and uh, there are a few red herrings about their relationship. Um, but it, it it almost it's really poetic the way it kind of lays out there, uh, especially you know if it was his father's brother's nephew's uh, you know niece's former roommate, it might have one bit of connotation, you know, uh, but the artistic decision they made to go with father's bre- brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate, I think really yes. adds weight to it. Oh, uh, totally. Issue. Yeah. So, especially in a 2021 post COVID world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, just seeing that connection there, like once they realize that it's huge, it's, you know, so I think, I think the more you think about it, you got to think to yourself, how many of those relationships do you have that you don't know about? You know, probably a lot. Oh, that's yeah. deep. Okay. Yeah, yeah I so, think Spaceballs 2 is really going to change the film scene uh, and change the way we perceive uh, filmmaking in general. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see what they can do with it, especially after uh, the Snyder cut that we got recently. Uh, again, our friend Sox over there talked about uh, getting the Brooks cut, and there there has been some kind of just internet chatter about the Brooks cut of Spaceballs 1. Um, uh, I know that there's there it was a weird time for filmmaking, uh, it was a weird time in America, the 1980s. I mean, uh, you know, you had flock of seagulls out there going crazy. So it's 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 really tough to say, but the world's different today, and I think we can see a different Spaceballs coming at us. Yes, I agree. I agree 100. Uh, percent I got a couple of fun facts, real fast. We're, I mean, this is we're going on almost an hour now, so I don't think we really need to stretch this out any longer. We got all the important stuff out there about Spaceballs two being released the search very soon. for more money the search for more money and the space balls the theme park coming out which two huge drops right there which will be amazing uh eric has been 
filling us nonstop with facts about his insider time on the show, insider information. It's been um, he's been a, a wealth of knowledge that he's been giving us. It's been amazing. Uh, but I want to add talking about the late great John Candy. Uh, they talk about uh, one of the fun facts is that a full face makeup or mask resembling a wrinkled bulldog was originally constructed for the character of Barf. But Mel Brooks quipped is what it says here on the IMDB fun facts and stuff like that, that if they were going to hide John Candy behind a mask, he might as well hide someone else for half the price. A nose. Yeah. A nose and upper lip piece was, was tried next, which Candy approved. But again, Brooks did not. They finally settled on the animatronic ears connected to a hairpiece, the small nose application and a patch over one eye, just like the dog Petey, from the R gang shorts. So I really thought it was cool that Mel Brooks was like, look, I got John candy. I'm paying for John candy. I want to see John candy. So it's pretty cool that he, he, I mean, he uh, did that. I, again, I was pretty young in the eighties when John candy was kind of in his prime, but here I am in my mid thirties wishing we got more and more John candy. You know, he, he was just so amazing. You know, we've been kind of silly most of this podcast, but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, he, he really was fantastic. And, uh, I mean, it would have been great to see where his career could have gone. Um, yes. But, yeah, that I, it, it does kind of remind me of, uh, Rob, you mentioned about uh, one of the fun trivia facts about uh, little baby Grogu, and they wanted to do a little CGIing with him, and they were like, no, you, you do it with the practical stuff. And, again, it's it's the same thing. We don't need all this stuff. John Candy did everything he needed to. It wasn't exactly the most you know, Academy Award-worthy role of his career, but it got the job done. It was a, it was a great a great uh, uh, job that he did anyway. And last but not least, my last fun fact, and then we know Eric has to get back to the set of uh, Spaceballs 2, so we don't want to keep him much longer. And he can't really tell us much about Spaceballs 2 because he has all this insider information. But uh, I do want to is say, all over the place, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and this will be sold in the Spaceballs gift shop, Spaceballs the gift shop. But the cereal box for Spaceballs, the breakfast cereal, on the box, if you look at it, it says it contains 100% sugar. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love and it. that w- that will be sold in its true form in the in the movie in the uh, in the theme park as well. So, if you see any kids running around with space balls of cereal and they're eating it, you know that they're pretty much just eating pixie sticks. Listen, Rob, um, if I go to Harry Potter World, I want a butterbeer. Uh huh. If I go to Space Balls the theme park. I want Spaceballs the cereal, all right? That's right. Give it to me like it was meant to, like yep. the audience and, and the filmmakers intended, all right? It's just... Correct. I'm, I'm really uh, excited. This opens up an entire world. Now, listen, Sox mentioned Uncle Buck, one of my favorite movies of all time. Let's let's start. Uh, maybe tomorrow, Rob, maybe we'll do a, a Uncle Buck podcast. That there we go. Or, or even uh, one of my favorite John Candy lines is from... Uh, Planes, trains, and automobiles when oh. they're driving the wrong way on the street. And they're Perfect. like, you're going the wrong way. And he's like, how do they know where we're going? I was just <laughs> like, oh, my God, what a great line. I so, Man, <clears throat> all right. so, so much news today. I want to thank Eric for joining us. Eric, yes, you've been a wealth of information uh, and knowledge. Uh, and you've got a beautiful, deep, dulcet tone in your voice. So I just appreciate you whenever you're on here. Please check out the Supreme Resort. Uh, right. They are our buddies and our, and also 
uh, while we're talking about Spaceballs, a theme park, Eric Johnson works for a company called Concierge. That's right. Ears. Ears, yes. Ears with an S. Concierge, which will help you uh, plan your vacation to Disney and also Universal. Do you also work with Universal oh, yeah, as yeah, well? We work with Universal as well, so we'll get you set up for Spaceballs, the theme park. Yes, so you can you can hook up, uh, check out Eric over at Concierge, and when you're ready for your trip to Disney World or Disneyland or Universal and go to uh, Spaceballs, the theme park, think of Eric Johnson when you're doing that and Concierge. So throw that out there for you, Eric. That guy Thank over you. there. Yeah, Please make more. sure you check us out, man. We're we're really excited. There's a lot of new stuff coming out uh, in in Star Wars world, right? We, we obviously uh, most of what we're going to be doing from here on out in 2021 will be about spaceballs, um, but we do want to still continue our you know here and there coverage on Star Wars. Uh, and we did hear uh, some rumblings about a trailer come out for the Bad Batch, right? So check us out. And make sure on Facebook. Uh, on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, Bantha Milk Podcast is who we are. We want to miss, wish you all a merry April 1st. It's been such a fabulous day for all of us uh, here at Bantha Milk Headquarters. Anything else for the greater good, gentlemen? I don't have anything else. Eric, you want to plug anything else? You're part of 19 different things. No, those are, those are the main the main two, I should say. Supreme Resort and Concierge, thank you. And thanks for having me. This has been a blast. Um as a as an official member of the assistance to the key grip union um make sure you uh uh tip your waiters <laughs> there that's you go. right that's right and, and from you... all of us here at Bentley headquarters may the schwartz be with